Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. We're talking Pirates baseball today with Adam Barry, our Pirates reporter. And uh, Adam, hard to believe, but another 2016 season is uh, in the books. And for the first time since 2012, uh, the Pirates are not going to be a part of the postseason. But uh, Let's kind of take stock of the the pirate season here, Adam. Uh, the good, the bad, and everything in between. As uh, we'll just kind of go down the list of uh, what this season was for the Pirates. What it was was a disappointing season, but uh, we'll try to extract some good from it. As again, the Pirates are not going to be a part of the postseason picture. So, kind of a special feature today. And Adam, I'll throw some topics at you, and you just uh, kind of take the ball and uh, run with it. So the first thing is, I'll ask you to finish this sentence. The sentence being, the one thing I never saw with this Pirates team this season was what? Andrew McCutcheon not being Andrew McCutcheon. I think, you know, we we all, even throughout the first four months of the season, just kept waiting for Andrew McCutcheon to roll off that, you know, crazy hot streak where he, you know, turns back into an all-star. He did it last year. You know, after a rough April, he came out, he had that moment where he said he was tired of going over freaking four, and then he was just himself for the rest of the season, and this year, that never really happened. At the plate, uh, he wasn't quite himself. A lot of swing and miss, not the usual production. Um, and even defensively, he took a pretty dramatic drop-off. Some of the advanced metrics suggest he was the worst defensive player in all of baseball, mm. which is just unfathomable for people who saw him a couple years ago play You know, such solid gold-glove center field. Um, there were a lot of disappointing elements to this season, I think, for the Pirates, but really Andrew McCutcheon is probably the most unforeseen and, and shocking of, of all of that. And uh, Adam, how uh, how concerning is it that you know that instead of this being a blip on the radar and just one down near, that this could be the start of a very uh, severe downward trend for his career? I, I don't believe he's even thirty years old yet. But uh, again, how much concern is there in that regard? Yeah, I think there has to be some, just because it was you know the way that it extended over the course of the season. Now, if you're looking for a silver lining, he's been better the last two the last two months about. First of August, he started to get on track after a couple of days off in Atlanta. Offensively, since then, he's been more like himself. So that is probably the you know the encouraging uh, you know sunny side up uh, look at Andrew McCutcheon's season. But yeah, I mean you do have to worry at some point about uh, the decline starting. Uh, you know you have to start talking about maybe moving him to a different you know outfield spot and moving Starling Marte into center field. 
I'm very curious to see if those discussions start this offseason for the Pirates. It's going to be a very interesting offseason and subsequent 2017 season for the former MVP, Andrew McCutcheon. No question about that. Uh, Adam, topic number two, uh, you know, we often talk about, uh, you know, who was the best player on the team, the most valuable, uh, you know, most indispensable, so to speak. But I want to know from your perspective, quite simply, what player was the most fun to cover for you? Yeah, I had a lot of fun covering Jamison Tyone's rookie season. Uh, you know, it wasn't a full year for him up here, but he's such an interesting guy. He's got such a great, uh, you know, story the last couple of years, not pitching in an affiliated game since 2013. He had Tommy John. He had a hernia surgery right when he was about to come back last year. This is a former, you know, number two overall pick taken between Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, and a lot of people were already calling him a bust just because he hadn't made it to the majors yet. Uh, but then he got up here this year, and he was just so good, so consistent, probably their best pitcher uh, as a whole this season, uh, really from the start. And he's such an engaging person as well, you know, really uh, eager to talk about his craft. He takes it very seriously. But he's also just a really interesting personality. You know, he he expands his interests, I think, you know, to things just beyond baseball. And he's just a really interesting guy. The pitching is great. He also pitches very quick games, which is something that you can appreciate in the press box. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to see him, you know, come about the way that he has this season has been really just a lot of fun to, to watch. And especially when you view it from the prism that you're starting the you know, you're watching the beginning of what could be a really impressive major league career. Yeah, and assuming that Garrett Cole comes back in 2017 and is uh, Garrett Cole once again, that's quite a one-two combination at the top of that rotation between Garrett Cole and Jamison Mm -hmm. Tyone. So uh, we'll see what the future holds for that young man. Adam, uh, topic number three, uh, you've conducted many interviews. You've had many tape recorders and many players' faces uh, throughout the entire season, not just this season, but in seasons previous. So in terms of 2016, though, Give me something that stands out, the most memorable uh, quote or soundbite that you heard from a player or perhaps even a coach. Yeah, this might be somewhat of a cop-out because it took place in spring training, but (laughs) Clint Hurdle dropped a line that really stuck with us throughout the year where he said he was talking about expectations, which turned out to be a really relevant topic throughout the season as it played out. And, you know, he was saying that he likes to, you know, let things simmer. People want to have instant reactions. And at the end of this long thing, Hurdle says, I'm a crockpot a lot of people tend to be microwaves, which, like, I had never heard that before. So that, that really stood out to me as just this really interesting hurdleism. Uh, another time, you know, talking about leadership, he described himself uh, as, a, as a thermostat, not a thermometer. It's his job to set the temperature, not take it and reflect it. A um, couple of good hurdleisms this season. Uh, another fun one was Jeff Locke after he threw his, uh, you know, a complete game in Miami. It was very close to a Maddox, which is the complete game shutout with 100 pitch or less than 100 pitches. Somebody asked him if he'd ever heard of that, and he said he hadn't. Uh, and he said, "But you probably shouldn't write that anyway because people would be really mad if you put my name in the same sentence as Greg Maddox." <laughs> so that was, those are two kind of fun ones. Um, I think those are the ones that really stand out uh, over the course of the season. Yeah, no question. And uh, Jeff Locke, a humble guy, and and uh, I would understand where he would say something like that. And Clint Hurdle. Uh, you know, did he did he draw a lot of laughter when he when he said that, or was it more stunned silence? Like, you know, did he really just say that? What was it more of? Yeah, it was like a mic drop moment. You know, like <laughs> I think the interview just ended. None of us had none of us had anything to say. What were we going to ask that could top crockpot and microwave? So right. I think he just it was spring training. It was relatively early in the interview. We probably all had other questions, but 
We're like, yeah, it's not going to get any better than that. Let's let's call this one. Yeah, like you said, a, a mic drop moment. You're not going to top that. Just walk away and uh, live to conduct another interview. So great stuff there from both uh, Clint Hurdle and Jeff Locke during the course of the season. Adam, transitioning to our next topic, uh, again, a, a down year for the Pirates and not as many of these as you would hope to have. But give me, uh, from your recollection, the biggest uh, goosebump or spine-tingling moment of the season for you. Yeah, I hate that I wasn't there for it. I was in San Diego getting ready for the All-Star game, but it was definitely uh, Josh Bell hitting a pinch-hit grand slam in his second big league at bat against the Cubs uh, right before the All-Star break. That was I remember watching it on TV, talking to you guys about it afterward. That's, that was really about as good as it gets. You know, There's so much hype around Josh Bell, this big-time prospect they've been waiting for for so long comes up and you know he didn't make an out for like his first four major league games and then to have this this big moment the big grand slam uh it was a really special uh, thing to, to see i'm sure it was outstanding in the ballpark as well because that was at a time where the pirates were you know still contending still trying to make a push you know either into the wild card game or maybe even ideally at the cubs and to do it against them too i think was a really special moment kind of a good uh you know if you want to look at the bright side spinning it forward to the future you know to see one of their building blocks have that that big moment on a big stage yeah i remember we had him as a guest uh not too long after that grand slam uh on the mlb.com chatting cage and i, I kind of asked him about that moment his attitude was kind of you know oh shucks you know no big deal it's and and that's just him that's that's his attitude he's very humble very down to earth and another reason why he is so liked and could be very quickly a beloved player uh, for this Pirates fan base, uh, but that was certainly a great moment for him and for the Pirates here in uh, 2016. Adam, at the the other end of the spectrum, uh, give me the the quietest or most subdued clubhouse that you saw following a game this season. Yeah, I've got to think that was September 6th at uh, PNC Park against the Cardinals. You know, the Pirates, again, it was sort of this last-ditch effort to push into the wild-card game. They were playing a team that they were chasing. Uh, you know, in St. Louis, they dropped the first game of that uh, three-game series. They come back, they've got a lead heading into the ninth inning, pretty good chance to win, and then Tony Watson comes out and gives up four hits, three of them homers uh, against the Cardinals, and they wind up losing that game 9-7. to seven. That was pretty much a gut punch, I think, for this team, just given where they were trying to get the opponent that came against in just a really brutal way that it happened. So, you know, you walk in that clubhouse, and it's really quiet. But to his credit, Tony Watson was standing at his locker ready to talk about it. Um, which was pretty tough for him to do, I think, because uh, he kind of felt the weight of that moment. That that one definitely stands out. Yeah, that was a tough one. Uh, like you said, the Pirates uh, kind of hanging on uh, for dear life uh, on the fringes of that wild card race, and then such a gut punch by the Cardinals in that ninth inning. As you said, they homer uh, not once but thrice. <laughs> it's uh, it was a, a bad inning for the for the Pirates, and it really was one of the uh, nails in the coffin for the Pirates in this 2016 season, unfortunately. And, Adam, to wrap up here, uh, any other, uh, you know, stories or anecdotes or quotes that stand out to you uh, throughout the course of the year that you just might want to throw in there? Yeah, I think more recently, you know, once the Pirates are kind of bumped out of this race, uh, to talk about the idea of how they're going to catch the Cubs going forward. You know, that sort of is the, the biggest question, really big picture facing them as they head into the off season. You know, that's the biggest challenge they face. The Cubs clearly aren't going anywhere. They're a really incredible team. And so we talked to me and two other reporters, talked to Andrew McCutcheon about it uh, just the other night, and he said, you know, it starts with starting pitching, and then it's about keeping a core together, which was a really interesting observation because this season was largely about transitioning the Pirates' core from that group with 
Pedro Alvarez, Neil Walker, you know, AJ Burnett, uh, those kind of guys. These this sort of new wave of, of rookies and guys that you know will be here for years to come with Andrew McCutcheon, kind of that that bridge in between them. So I thought it was kind of an interesting observation uh, from McCutcheon because he did realize you know the Pirates do have to make up some ground to to catch up with the Cubs. And, you know, the way to do it is to, to keep the core together. Uh, I think people have read into those statements quite a bit, as, you know, people are wont to do. Um, that, that one really stood out as McCutcheon kind of, you know, putting his you know putting his foot down and saying this is what needs to happen for the Pirates to, you know, stand a chance in the NL Central next year. Yeah, I mean, for so many years, it's everybody chasing the Cardinals, and now it's everybody chasing the Cubs as uh, they have a future as bright as any team in recent memory. It's going to be an uphill battle for the Pirates, but uh, never count them out. A down year here in 2016, but we'll see if uh, hope springs eternal as uh, the calendar turns to 2017, uh, which is really not terribly far away. And, uh, Adam, hard to believe, but uh, that puts a wrap on a season's worth of uh, Pirates podcasts uh, here on MLB.com Extras, and I would like to thank you for all your contributions all season long. I know the Pirates fans uh, enjoy hearing your insight and your knowledge. It's been a pleasure talking to you each and every single week. And I know that we'll talk periodically uh, during the offseason, but just not on a weekly basis. So, again, uh, my thanks to you, and I hope that you enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you. I was told there was no offseason, so I'm looking (laughs) forward to talking over the next couple months. Yeah, that's a good point. There's no offseason of baseball. I should know better. I I do know better. It was just wishful thinking on my part. But, uh, Adam, great stuff as always. Uh, That's a great place to wrap up our Pirates discussion for the 2016 season. Again, my thanks to Adam Barry, our Pirates reporter right here for MLB.com. This is Matt Waymire signing off for MLB.com Extras, Pittsburgh Pirates. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.